Forget your former managers, ignore the ex-pros. As football fans, we all know the real experts drink in pubs. It's funny, it's argumentative, and often it's just plain wrong. Welcome to the Foss Arms Public House and welcome to the Leicester City Pubcast. Greetings, friends, and a very warm welcome to the award-winning Leicester City podcast. Coming at you loud and proud from the fabulous, family-friendly Foss Arms here in the heart of Leicester. Tim, as we know, has joined Gary Cottrell from the Sky Sports team on what will probably turn out to be a ludicrously unproductive scouting mission somewhere in Germany, which means I will be tonight's host... But thankfully, helping me stumble through the show will be my faithful psychic Norm, who between us for the next half an hour or so will be talking all things Leicester City. So, Norm, a very good evening to you. Very good evening, Keller. Um, a, a, a marvellous intro, introduction and uh, it's an absolute delight to have you in the hot seat tonight. Just the two of us, and as you quite rightly predicted, just off air, possibilities on the potential for the best ever show. But let's see. Okay. <laughs> and as, we, as, we, as we know, Norm, there is only one place to start, and that's not Tim's holiday and how he's getting on. But that is Leicester City's winning start to the season in front of a rumbustuous King Power Stadium. Norm, what did you make of that performance? Um, look, it, it was it, look. It's a great start to the season, isn't it? And I, I think, um, in general, it was a it was a very positive game, particularly the particularly the first half. And um, I don't know about you, but I always find that the first game of the season is a bit of a a bit of a banana skin. I think it's kind of you never quite know what you're going to get. The players have had a decent pre-season, but it's the first real competitive match. And and I think we came came out with our guns blazing firing on all cylinders, Vardy looking fantastic and and Barnes as well and particularly Pereira and I think we, we took the game to them and was really, really happy with how things were were going. Obviously, a little bit thankful that um, old Adama Troyer can't hit a barn door from 10 yards because it could have been a little bit different but all in all, yeah, one great, great start to the game and Vardy's goal with Pereira's very fancy flick. Absolutely first class. And I really hope that's the start of Vardy being back to his brilliant best. And if he gets rested enough this season, I don't see why that that will not be the case. Um, having said that, game seems to have, you know, last season we spent a lot of time second half being our better performance. This seems to have gone in reverse. And I'm not entirely sure I can possibly stomach a season of Great first half performances, frankly deserving to be leading, but then kind of hanging on. I don't really, really know what what happened, but give credit to Brendan. Thought he made some substitutions at the right time. Um, Amati was struggling, um, so it's right that Vestergaard came on for his um, his first appearance for us. And I think, given that he's not had a lot of preseason and certainly not with us, I think he's uh, I think he did okay. Um, hung on in the end but you know what it's 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 three points it's first game of the season i'm a happy i'm a happy boy one slight criticism of brendan i, I don't quite understand what he sees in iosi paris and i i'm disappointed that we're, we're 
being slightly negative again about this guy, but he seems to get in the side all the time. And I I am really struggling to understand what he brings to us. Um, but aside from that, I'm a happy man. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, actually, with regards to Perez. I mean, I think, I think I've been very vocal on this yeah. show with regards to whether he's worth his place. He's the one guy. And even, even though, as you say, first was wonderful and it was played at a pace, but I just... somebody that had with continues to be the enigma in terms of who Brendan's going to pick. And I think it'll be interesting to see how long he picks him for. I mean, you would imagine he's on borrowed time, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, you will not only imagine, you kind of kind of hope so don't you really um must be some other options and i think all brighton's probably been a little bit unlucky to to not have, have, have started uh yesterday but sorry on, on on the weekend but yeah it's um it's it's hard to know what what, what to say but he look in brendan we trust and he, he obviously sees something in him so maybe we're missing something who knows yeah maybe um I don't think so. We'll have to see. You, 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 you touched there on Jamie Vardy's performance. Obviously, there's been a lot made about Jamie Vardy and the fact that he tailed off at the end of last season. He was struggling to find the net. Then we gone by Padson Dacker. So I yeah. suppose question marks as to as to his longevity. But I don't know about you, mate. I thought he was absolutely fantastic. No, I, I, I thought I couldn't agree more. He looked he looked really back to his back to his sharpest, and you know. Is it a coincidence that he was? We were playing how we were. You know, we we normally played before um, Kalechi started scoring. You know, maybe it's a two up front that doesn't really suit Vardy's game quite as much. And you know what? We, we, we were a little, maybe a little critical of the number of goals he scored at the end of last season, but he provided a lot of assists, and his work rate never never ceases to amaze me. So. Um, Perhaps he, he he's he's back he's back there and he's, he's he's just ready to score his goals again rather than helping someone else score. So whichever way it is, I th I, th I think we've, I think we're onto a winner. Yeah, let's hope so. I mean, I don't know about you, but I've watched his goal now about half oh, a dozen oh, times. And I, I still can't work out exactly how he's managed to, to make that contact. And in the post-match interview, was very, very clear. He knew exactly what he was doing. I mean, it was a wonderful goal, number one. And just a quick mention about Ricardo Pereira's little shimmy, because he's taken oh. two defenders out there. I mean, that was world-class play, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, 100%. It, was, it, it really was a, a, a fantastic goal. And and like you say, how how Vardy got him in front of Cody and then flicked it. it, it look, Vardy's a world class striker. You know, there there is no there are no two ways about that. We are very very lucky to have him, and he will score countless goals this season. Of that, of that, I am sure. And yeah, Pereira, Ricardo really was. You know, his whole game. I thought he looked back to his best last season. Didn't quite seem like he'd come back from his injury at the same level, but. You know, if he if he keeps that up, then we've got ourselves yeah, that player back. It'll be like another new signing, superb. Yeah, absolutely. And let's not forget, folks, Evans, <laughs> Justin, <laughs> Castagna, all out. Now, you know, as somebody pointed out to me in the Foss Arms after the game, potentially all four of those players would have played. 
Yeah. It's incredible strength in depth. And I don't know about you as, Norm, as well, Norm, but I looked at that subs bench and I would question in the history of Leicester City Football Club if there's ever been more a stronger subs bench with the, 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 than that. What is that? Is that what you were thinking? Yeah, I, I, I think you. I think you. I think you're spot on. And and if you add to that subs bench, the players that you've just mentioned there. I mean, that's not a bad second string, is it? Surely that'd be a top half Premiership Premier League finishing yeah. side. I mean, it's a. Uh, yeah, we, we are getting to the point now with the with the Europa League to contend with as well. Perhaps we, we know we're learning lessons. We're becoming a club that people are happy to come to and accept that they're not going to play every game, but be part of a, a real project that's moving forward in completely the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. And talking about projects, and it's been an extremely exciting week for if you're a Leicester City fan, of course, because the plans have been for the new stadium. And I think it's taken us all by a bit of a shot because we knew, and I think it was widely recognised that there was going to be this 40,000 all-seater. There was going to be an extension on the East End. But I don't think anybody was quite ready for the plans as as revealed because, I mean, it's going to turn into a footballing village, isn't it, Norm? With an entertainment centre, residential block, hotel. We're going to have our own bespoke bespoke club shop i mean what were your thoughts when you saw the plans when i saw the plans i i was thinking is this our club that i first started supporting all those years ago and suddenly looking at their vision and how it looks i mean it just looks in it looks incredible I and mean, I've, I've got goose pimply seeing the, that blue bubble on top of the east stand yeah. i mean it, it looks amazing and and how the the yeah the, like the fan zone and the, like the fact there's going to be an indoor arena which i believe is going to can hold up to six thousand people standing and it it, it seems to me like it's a like, like i think you described there as a football kind of village i think it will very much be like that and I think it will really put us on the map, and it's just yeah, you know, with the training ground at Seagraves, have a like a, a stadium complex like that, like you say with the hotels and all, everything that's associated with it. It it will be the match day experience will be incredible, and I think I've, I think I heard somewhere that it will generate something like, or they're expecting it to generate something like ten and a half million pounds more revenue for the. For the the club in the county, just even just on about in a year, just on match days alone, and yeah. and it and for something like that to have such an impact on the city as well as the club, that's what our owners are so amazing at, isn't it? That it's not just about the club, it's about everything associated with Leicester, and you know we we are really really pushing ourselves up there as one, you know, as 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 a t as a club and a team to be admired and. Yeah, just everything that I've, I saw on on that video that and 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 like reading all about it, I am I, I can't be anything. Well, I'm lost for words. I mean, it, it just it, the clubs will be jealous of us. There is no there is no doubt about that at all. You just have to pinch yourself at times, yeah. don't you, to think that, 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 that this is. I don't know. I keep banging on about it, but for for those listeners that were 
being went to Leicester City, young men and whatever, through the 70s, through the 80s. But it wasn't just that. And I know they were dark days, but we had like the Craig Levine eras and the Sven era, and we had Paolo Sosa and it, Holloway. I mean, it was just it was just rubbish. We were a club going absolutely nowhere. We had that nice stadium that's actually nearly bankrupt us. We were that you know, we were getting yeah. 16, 17,000 in the stadium. I mean, for everything that's going on now, and for the first time now, you listen to the pundits and stuff, we are recognised as a top five club. And what you start to wonder is, with this stadium expansion, how far could we could we push on? I mean, I don't know. You, you, Maybe a question for another day, but certainly, certainly for, sh- for sure, Chris, uh, uh, Norm, you that the, the the stadium and the infrastructure that we are going to be a top club really from now on. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And you know, it's a it's it's a statement. And where wherever we are as a as a football club, the fact that we've got owners that have got this vision that are, are wanting to put us on the map, that are, are wanting to improve things. You know, they've obviously done their analysis and worked out that there's you know there's there's no doubt that we'll be able to fill a forty thousand seater stadium i mean that's actually one of my slight not not negative on it because i'm sure we can expand further but i just wonder whether are we missing a trick here is is if there was an opportunity to expand slightly more maybe maybe there isn't i i don't know but i just thought forty thousand is great but you kind of think 42 or forty-four thousand. I think we could have. I think we could fill that, given our trajectory as a club. The fact that we are finishing so high in the Premier League season upon season, FA Cup winners, pre, you know, five years ago Premier League winners. You know, the big thing with the fan base is young kids in Leicester are going to be supporting Leicester now, rather yeah. than disappearing off to oh Man United, oh Liverpool, oh Chelsea, Man City. They don't. They do not have to go to these clubs for glory. They can stick with their home-based clubs and do what we did. We were proper fans and we supported our hometown club through thick and thin before they were anywhere near this level. And that's what that's what we're going to be like. So I, I, I think they'll, hopefully they will we'll expand further in the, in the future, to be quite honest. Well, it's certainly going to be a very attractive club to join now, Leicester City. Oh, I mean, me. we've got a very, you know, we've got, we've got, there's no doubt about that. We've got a very stable management and coaching structure. We've got one of the best coaching facilities now in the world, not just a, not just in this country. And then to have this fantastic stadium complex, whilst we won't have one of the biggest stadiums, of course, as a complex, I think it's going to be second to none. So I think I think exciting times ahead for Leicester City. Obviously, it's all subject to public consultation and planning permission. But I would be very optimistic that this is going to get passed through for all the reasons that you've you've mentioned with regards to revenue. Now, onto the transfer window then, Norm. So we've got just 15 days left. And I suppose it's worthy of speculation about <laughs> what deals could be done. But let's just go back a step. We've obviously signed Jan Vestergaard from Southampton. What's your, what's your view on that as a uh, as a piece of business? I think that's. I think it's a good piece of business. I think it was a necessary piece of business given our um, our injuries in that department. Um, and I think he adds a little bit something perhaps slightly different to what we already have. I mean, he's he's a he's a tall guy. I think he's particularly good at set pieces. And I, we've obviously been looking after it, looking at him for a while. I, from what I've, I've certainly what I 
read also with regards to what people think of it as a piece of business. I think with a year left on his contract, we've actually got him at a good, a really good price. I, I would imagine normally he'd have been a 25, 26 million kind of player. And, you know, given the current market, I mean, Ben White went, what, what 50 million to Arsenal? I mean, I'm, yeah. you know, I think 15 million for Vestergaard. I'm, I mean, proof's in the pudding, isn't it? But I would suggest that's a better piece of business, which was no surprise to Arsenal fans, I'm quite sure. But, um, yeah, so I, all, all in all, I'm, I think I'm really, I'm really satisfied with that. Um, when, when we think when everyone's fit, I mean, it, it really is going to be a battle for places, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And um, and the nice thing about it is, is one thing's for certain, he is going to be in the mix. He, you know, he's, he's an experienced Premier League pro. He's played at a good level. He looks a, he looks a mean old son of a you-know-what, doesn't he? He looks like he's going to put himself that, back around a bit. He's got a goal. Yeah, you're quite you're quite right. I think it's once again really shrew Leicester City business. A year on the contract, you dangle a carrot to a club like Southampton, who are a selling club after yeah. all. They've obviously looked at it and gone, "Could we turn out 15 million when when actually this time next year we, he might go for nothing?" The answer to that, of course, is is no. They've taken the money and we've ended up with a a decent player. So that looks pretty yeah. good. Let's have a quick chat about James Madison. Then he's he, he's looked a bit uncomfortable when he's got injured. On Saturday, yeah. I think he had a slightly indifferent game. Surely, though, surely any any embers of him wanting to join Arsenal were put out on Friday night, weren't they? When they were, the when they were humbled, <laughs> humbled by newly promoted Brentford and bookmakers' favourites to go down Brentford. <laughs> Look, I, we touched on this um, last week, and I think me and you were in more agreement than Tim. I, I just feel that it's all it's it was always paper talk. I, I don't think that his head has been turned by Arsenal. I I think he's a fairly intelligent young man with regards to where he wants to be with regards to football. We've just won the FA Cup. We're going in the right direction. I, I, Arsenal moving to Arsenal would not be the best move for him. I, I I don't think it's an issue anymore. I'm 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 always a little concerned when you hear speculation, but I I, I think his heart's in Leicester. He wants to stay here, but he, I'm just a bit worried about. He's a, not related to transfers. Just a little bit worried that he seems to be a little bit injury prone. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I, I'm, I'm with you, by the way. I think the transfer is dead in the water. I, I suspect there was an inquiry. I suspect knowing the Leicester City owners, they've turned round and they've, they've slapped, slapped the price tag down. And I get the feeling Arsenal looked at the price tag, knew that we are not a club that play, play softball with anybody, and sort of, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll bend around. We're, we're a club well known for that's the price. Don't bother ringing us again yeah. unless you meet it. And I get the feeling that they've turned their attentions now to to other cheaper deals and uh and, and you know just to rub it in in case there are any arsenal fans listening but i think they are in for a tough season and that's not just based on one game i made the prediction last week i will see the season through they are a club i think with a totally unbalanced squad and i do not see them breaking into the top seven what's your view on that i i think i think you're right and uh my brother-in-law, Lord George, apologies, mate, but yeah, Arsenal, Arsenal are in for, I think, in for a, a torrid season, and and that performance on Friday um, just kind of showed what to what to ex- expect from them. They've got a bit of a soft underbelly. They've, they've got some really good players, but 
they're, they're just so far behind the curve at the moment that it, I think you've got two or three seasons before they get back or having any chance of getting back to where most people would perceive they should be, which is at the top, towards the top of the Premier League. But yeah, I, I'm, I've, I've got, I don't consider them a, a real challenger for, um, you know, w- worrying me as to where Leicester will finish this season. I think I'm certain we'll finish above Arsenal. Hope that doesn't come to bite me, but. Well, yeah, no, I don't think he... a lot of talk about fifth. Everybody's talking fifth. It, it, it seems to be the magic number. But the one thing I would just like to stress is Leicester City are in this title race. Make no mistake about it. And I know the big boys have spent big, but make no mistake about it. This is a team that I believe can compete. We might end up finishing fifth, but we will we'll probably also end up spending a fair bit of time this season in the top four and around the top spot. And that in mind, just for a second, let's let's talk away from Leicester City and let's look at our competition. And I suppose, and the view I'll be interested in from you here, Norm, is do you think Harry Kane will move to Manchester City? Yes, is the simple answer to that. I, I it, it, It's all, it's obviously, it's all up in the air, but I, th- I think the fact that he was left out of uh, Tottenham's team to play Man City, um, kind of, kind of says it all. Really, I think it's the it's the kind of move that you would have ex- you would have expected from a player that wasn't likely to still be at the the club. Having said that, <laughs> just to sit on the fence, <laughs> I wouldn't be at all surprised if it didn't happen. But that'll be because Levy's probably breaking breaking an alleged gentleman's agreement or Man City simply, with financial fair play in mind, simply cannot make the figures stack up to offer what it will take to take him away from Spurs. Yeah, I mean, and let's be honest, from a point of view, we want Harry Kane to remain put, don't we? We want him to remain at Spurs. I mean, I watched that Manchester City yesterday, that Manchester City team yeah. yesterday. There's something, there's something not right about them. I know they've got a lot of players coming back, but what they don't have, they don't have a quality striker. They allowed Aguero to go. I can't imagine that they allowed him to go without thinking he needs to be replaced. And I can't believe if they're not prepared to meet Daniel Levy's valuation, I can't believe they haven't got a plan B. The only thing I would say is they are running out of time. I'm not sure that Manchester City team with no striker or not a new striker comes in. I'm not sure it wins the league, Norm. No, and I predicted them to win the league uh, last last week. And in and off air, I've said it's kind of a, a no-brainer. I mean, surely it's sort of like nailed on. But actually, like looking at that performance, uh, it, it, it clearly it clearly isn't. And the other thing I would say for for, for any Spurs fans that happen to be listening is life without Kane doesn't necessarily look too bad i thought um i thought they look they're going to look harder to beat with nuno in charge and you know what they actually tend to do okay when kane's not in the side it's a little bit of a fallacy that they struggle when he's not playing so maybe you know levy should think let's get him sold get a few more players in with the money and it might it might be a good part of their rebuilding to get get this done 
Possibly. It'd be interesting to see how it rumbles on. I just get the feeling, I think I'll be proven wrong, I get the feeling that Daniel Levy is the type of guy that if the deal's not done quickly, I think he'll just walk away from it because he won't want to leave Spurs short of a striker. But yeah. we, we, we will see. One of the things I just want to touch on next then, Norm, is the kind of the best of the rest. We've yeah. predicted the top four last week. We've predicted Leicester City fifth. Generally, people are going fifth. Obviously, as a football team, you always have to sort of have one eye just uh, looking over your shoulder and, and, and knowing what your competition is. So, in terms of those clubs that are outside the five, but yeah. that actually might make a challenge, and we're obviously thinking Villa, Spurs, Everton, West Ham potentially, yeah. dare I say Arsenal, who are, the t- who are the two teams that you think are going to make a real push this season? Um uh, I think I think for me the the team that's done the best this uh, this summer, you know, with regards to the foresight of knowing they're going to lose a player and spending the money that they know they're going to get from him in advance of Villa. So I think Grealish going is obviously a loss for them. Don't get me wrong, but I think Ings is a great sign of signing Buendia, Bailey coming into defence. They've got Twinzabi from. Man United, I'm not, I don't particularly rate him, but I think they've done some, I think they've done some really good business. And despite their defeat against Watford, my feeling is that, you know, they had a pretty good season, certainly from the, at the beginning of last season. Anyway, I I suspect they will be up there. Um, and that'll be, you know, that I think that'd be nice. I think that'd be nice to see. So I'd go for Villa. And the other team, and this depends very much on their Europa League adventure, because I think where they lack compared to us is their squad. But I don't see any reason really why West Ham won't have another good season. I think their biggest transfer this year, this season is actually so far is having kept hold of Declan Rice. So I think with him and Bowen and Suchek, and I hope you know from their point of view, Ben Rama didn't really hit the ground running, but I think he's a great player. And I think having had a bit more Premier League experience, he might come good. So I think Villa and West Ham are certainly outsiders for you know pushing for European places again. But like I say, often, often Europa League does have an impact on a team, doesn't it? So yeah, not- yeah, yeah, can do. And look, look, I like that West Ham eleven. I think their yeah. strongest eleven is the best 11 outside the top five. My worry for them is that they don't really have a backup striker. And of course, Antonio, brilliant as he is, he's injury prone. I'm yeah. absolutely gobsmacked they haven't got into the... Maybe they will, but they're leaving They're leaving it late. And Meanwhile, you look at Everton, and I'm scratching my head at a couple of their signings. <laughs> I mean, obviously, Damari De- De- Gray yeah. for effectively... You know, 1.5 million is absolute pocket money. You'd imagine Jan Vestergaard's agent picked up more than that for for, for brokering yeah. for brokering the deal. And 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 Andros Townsend, it, that that that's not a top. They're not top five signings, are they? No, I mean, I, I think I think Everton are just bang bang in mid table. I mean, I think they're around Arsenal's level, to be honest. Um, and as, if you're an you know if you're Benitez or uh, you know he's he's come in and you're or an, and you're an Everton fan. You're looking at their signings, and they're not exactly inspiring you to think this club's really pushing on. I mean, they're looking at building a new stadium, and they—they're not a club that appears to be going in the right direction. And I mean, I, I used to like Damari Gray. I think he just never quite, quite made it. And but you know, a, a million and a half for him. You know, to sign a player like that and have him—I believe he started for them at the weekend. It's yeah. um, 
it, you know, it's not really sending a message out to the fans, is it? That we, we are going to push on, I, 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 and I don't, I don't think they will. I think they'll have some good games. They they always do, and they'll, they'll. I'm sure they'll cause some upsets with the some of the bigger sides. But you know, all in all, they'll, they'll. I'm sure they'll lose more than they win, and will be, you know, just fundamentally just bang average. Yeah, you might be right. Okay, so we think the two to watch out for, possibly Aston Villa, possibly West Ham. All very interesting. And, of course, the latter, West Ham, are our next opponents. And, uh, well, certainly free scoring against Newcastle with four goals away from home. So what sort of a game do you think we're going to be in for next Monday, Norm? Um, well, I'm, I'm a little... Well, you know, I, I like to remain very positive where possible, but... I am a I am a bit nervous about um, I am a little bit nervous about this game. I think you know the fact that we've you know, alluded to the fact that they've got probably the best starting eleven outside the top five, um, of which we are of course in the top five. So that just suggests that our starting eleven is better than theirs. It's it's a, it is going to be a tough game with Rice, Suchek, Bowen, and Antonio if he's if he's not injured. They do have some really 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 good players. Um, last season they. Did a job on us twice, um, and you know neither neither game did we fill ourselves with any kind of um, sort of joy whatsoever. So I think I think I think it's going to be a, a real challenge for us. Having said that, if we can keep it tight, Vestergaard coming in for um, coming in for Amati, I, I, I think I think we'll have in, I think we'll have enough. Keep it tight earlier on, and then. They should worry about us more than we worry about them. I think having players like Barnes back, um, that that's going to make the difference for us. And and I think that we'll we'll go through the game, it'll be, a tight game, but in the end we will come out victorious. And I think it's a it's a good early season game for us to give us a bit of a, a pointer as to where we are. Because if we do go there and win, which I'm expecting us to do, I think that. Does set a bit of a marker and you know an idea of really where we are. So I think I think it will be a I think it'll be an interesting but a positive outcome. I'm sure. I don't think we can to play Perez in the game. I'm no. going to go as far as to say that I think if Perez starts at the point where he is predictably substituted on about 66 minutes, we're losing that football match. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say I think Samari needs to play. I think he just looks like somebody. I mean, he just he there's there's a bit of Patrick Vieira in that boy. There's he's he's yeah. really aggressive, and I think he's the sort of guy in a game like that when West Ham are fresh and it looks like most of their key players are playing and they're all most of them have been fairly nicely rested. I get the feeling that we are gonna need to chop that midfield up. I think if Samari starts, we get a result. If Perez starts, then at the point of substitution, and he will come off, <laughs> make no mistake about it, then we could we we could be we could be chasing the game. But anyway, we'll get on to the we'll get on to the predictor first. But, but first of all, over to you, Norm. Resume of how the first week's predictor table, sponsored of course by Trumpwell's IPA, how things are standing. Well, I mean, Trumpwell's IPA won't be at all disappointed with their. Uh, our performance last week. I'm sure it'll do their uh, sales a world of good. Um, last week, we all predicted wins by two goals. Obviously, we only won one. We only beat Wolves 1-0. So, no correct scores. But after going into 
week two of the predictor, we all have one point each, so we're all tied, which is which is which is very very nice. So keep keep us on our toes. So, it's effectively three halves of Trunkwell's eye smooth smooth which is which is nice and of course we've got this week then so nor what's your prediction for the leicester west okay ham? so my prediction for leicester west ham is um three goals to one for leicester yeah i can uh before you tell us yours killer i can tell you that tim has gone for two one leicester right okay well i'm uh, i'm, I'm gonna go for we'll be losing 2-0 at the point where Perez exits the pitch <laughs> on 67 minutes. And I think we're going to rally with a couple of... I'm going to go for 2-2. Two, two. Very good. Very good indeed. So let's see. It's certainly going to be a competitive game. I suspect that the stadium will be rocking full of West Ham fans with a large and vociferous Leicester City contingent. So good luck to the Foxes. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. And if you do have any comments, questions, or just general feedback, don't forget the Gmail at so it's Leicester City Podcast at gmail.com. And we look forward to speaking to you all next week. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you enjoyed the Leicester City Pubcast, please subscribe and tell everyone about it. If you hated the Leicester City Pubcast, please keep it to yourselves. See you next week.